don't want to start the show. I want to keep I love listening that to the song. song, dude. That's my favorite band. Weezer's your favorite mm-hmm. band of all time? I think so. That's neat. In case you haven't figured it out yet, this is uh, episode number 35 of the Fun Employment Files. Tis I, the Prince of Podcasting, along with the human incarnation of the infield fly rule, old Chucky Tater Sax. <laughs> what does that even mean? <laughs> you know what the infield fly rule is? No. Runner on first and second. If, if the batter hits a pop-up in the infield, they're automatically out. <laughs> they don't even have to catch it. Okay. <laughs> Just a dumb, useless rule. Thanks, man. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> I don't understand why it's a rule, but it's a fucking rule. I don't know. <laughs> Here it comes again. Yeah, man. These are... There's like three really, really good solid albums. Well, and then there's there's a few albums with one good song on them that are, that are awesome. You know, like the Blue Album is classic, Pinkerton is classic. Then the Green Album I think is pretty great. I like the Red Album. Maladroit was great. I think that's four right there. The Red Album I didn't get. It had pork and beans, and you know it was kind of kind of a silly. We can go through it if you want. Um, Great song. I just remember this at the no. Okay. It's, uh, it's a well. See, like we were talking about, this is the deluxe edition of the Blue album, uh-huh. and I think that, of course, we were talking about this is the last track on the credits of Mallrats. Yeah, when they're walking with the ring mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think it was just for the movie, but everybody loved the fucking song so much that they decided to just re-release the album and put it on there. So, yeah, it's a it's a. Tremendous song. I like my favorite. One of my favorite songs by them is um, "Keep Fishing." The video where they're yeah with, with the with Muppets. Muppets. Yeah. Great song. It's really great. And uh, "Beverly Hills" was a great song, but it was so great that it got played out really bad. So yeah, um, that's definitely yours. I got my. I'll turn my that off. I thought some bitch. Maybe it's the computer. I don't know. Let me see about this. We're all gonna die. We're all gonna die. Dying is is happening right now. <laughs> yeah, my cellular data is off. So I don't know. Plug it. So um, whatever. <laughs> uh, there's uh, Weezer. Like you like you love Pearl Jam. Yeah. And when I was younger, I liked a lot of heavy stuff. But that again was due to the fact that you know you're looking for a, an identity and. Some of the music I go back and listen to, I don't even like anymore because I'm just like, that's just, and I don't think it's necessarily because I've gotten older. It's just the fact that I've softened and been like, man, what was I fucking rebelling against? So aggressive. Well, what was I rebelling against? You know, in, in all honesty, it's because you haven't formed your own personality. So I think the people who are still into that, into that, you know, they're, they're still, they are. They know who they are, and I'm not taking anything away from them, but I do think it's kind of like, uh, it's kind of immature, you know, just to be that guy all the time. Come on. Yeah, know? I very rarely listen to the old rebellious Pearl Jam stuff. It's I, I, I rarely listen to any music at all anymore, really. But really? I, uh, pod, podcasts. Yeah, that's true. They're different every time. Hmm. <laughs> every everyone's different. Like you, you'll get into a trance if you're listening to this music because you know it, mm-hmm. and you're driving down the road, and all of a sudden you're going face first into a eighteen wheeler and you die. That's a fair assessment. I mean, it doesn't happen a lot. But, yeah. I mean, it does happen a lot actually. 
We should ban cars. <laughs> well, we should be more like England, where the cars, if they tap each other, <laughs> sorry, old chap. <laughs> <laughs> there should be high-powered magnets yeah. <laughs> to keep them apart. Well, there should be there should be magnet uh, trains, is what there should be. How, magnets. How the fuck does that shit work? <laughs> <laughs> I was. Um, we were, you know, Weezer, and then. I hate it when I do that. Yeah, no, I hate it too. The listeners hate it as well. I know. It's terrible. Everybody sort of hates it. That's why you're the human incarnation of the infield fly rule. <sighs> Good night, folks. <laughs> All right. It's been, it's been a productive episode 35. What a day. What a time to be alive. What a world. <laughs> How to marry a beautiful <laughs> chick who's a fucking immigrant. Uh, yeah, I saw Suicide Squad. Yeah. Um, contrary to every review out there, I, it's fine. I liked it. Yeah. I didn't hate it. I don't I don't know what people are wanting from a movie like that. There but, hasn't been, besides the Batman movies, there hasn't been really a positively reviewed DC movie in a long time. Is it that they're comparing these new ones to the, to the Batman trilogy? I think. Maybe I think that's part that's a of bad it. fucking idea. Man. Yeah, because they're not they're compare n- anything to those. No, they're standalone. They have nothing to do with any other continuity. They just need to disavow those. Those never happened, you know. And that's a bad thing to say. But when you're trying to build a universe like Marvel did, Marvel actually benefits from the fact that man, they leaked sh- so many shitty movies for so long. Finally, they were just like, "Fuck it, we're just going to make something." A good movie that has superheroes in hey, it. Hey, Disney owns us now. We have all the money to dump into everything. That's true, <laughs> but the writing, like the writing, it, is a lot better. Especially yeah. with uh, Iron Man. Like, go back and watch the first Iron Man movie. It's great. It is so well. It's got b- behind it. You've got Peter Billingsley. I thought you were getting ready to say Scott Bakula, and I was going like, what? Because <laughs> you, <had> Scott. <laughs> uh, oh boy. Uh, <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Um, it's got Peter Billingsley, uh, Ralphie, yeah, who is a one of the best producers in Hollywood. I mean, equality. He's he's one of these guys. He recognizes good things. So IMDb that motherfucker right now, Peter Billingsley. He, um, you know, he's from Billingsley, Montana. <laughs> no, he's not. I know. <laughs> oh, and also John Favreau, who. Apparently, especially due to this new Jungle Book movie, which apparently is the shit. It's pretty good. Uh, he is a great director. Ralphie grew up to be a handsome fella, too. He kind of did. I mean. Look at that son of a bitch. He is a handsome dude. Look handsome, at him. Yeah. Let's take a look at. Uh, he's basically a producer. Mm-hmm. He's got 19 producing credits. Um, Run down the list. Well, he's a producer on F is for Family. Prescription Thugs, which is a documentary about. Uh, Steroids. Well, not steroids. Uh, well, the guys that did it, that made the movie themselves, uh, they did bigger, stronger, faster. And they're all fucked up from steroids. Yeah, right? they're all fucked up from steroids, but it's about prescription drugs. Yeah. Um, Sullivan and Son, which is a TBS show. Four Christmases, Iron Man, Breakup, Wild West comedy show, 30 Days and 30 Nights, Hollywood and Heartland. Dinner for five. I mean, there's a bunch of shit. He's only he's only the, in, the producer on the first Iron Man. I thought he was... I thought he produced shit. I thought he's behind the other ones too. Well, but it is the best one. Iron Man Two is a good movie. Yeah, they're all good. I mean, there's if you're looking for entertainment, that's it's pretty pretty entertaining. I think Captain America ones. might be better, but not by much. And they're just two. They're different kind of movies. Captain America, especially the first one, is 
really like we were talking about. I didn't know this until recently. The guy who was one of the guys behind it, I think the director was a guy who did a lot of the action sequences for the Indiana Jones movies. So he knows how to do an action sequence. Captain America, the yeah. first Avenger, the director. Yes. See I, he did. He had something to do with the Indiana Jones movies, and um, that's they're really the first one is just an Indiana Jones movie in every good way. It's kind of goofy. It's got Nazis, and you know, it's, it's fun. It's so much fun, and it's so forties. Director Joe Johnston. That's the one. Let's see what else this motherfucker's done? Jumanji, Jurassic Park three. Haven't seen it. I think I've only seen the first Jurassic Park. I'm, I'm cool with that. Uh, Captain America, The Wolfman, Hidalgo, Jurassic Park 3, October Sky. October Sky was a the good The Adventures movie. of Young Indiana Jones, Jumanji, mm. The Page Master, The Young Indiana Jones Chronicles, yeah. Rocketeer, and Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Hey, he directed the very first movie I saw in the theaters. The Rocketeer. <laughs> Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. <laughs> the Rocketeer is apparently He was an associate good. producer on Willow. That's pretty cool. Willow's a really good movie. He's done some things. I I really respect, you know, not all of those are out of the park, but it's solid, you know, and every now and then he has one that pops up like Captain America, which it, it was pitch perfect. Everything about it was perfect. It did not do pitch well. perfect was pitch perfect. <laughs> Who is that? The rumor? What is her name? The, um, the big girl who's the British girl. Uh, it's some kind of crazy name. Is it Rumor Willis? Rumor Willis. Oh, no, 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 no. It's, oh, God, Rebel Rebel Wilson. Yeah, Rebel Wilson. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, oh, Elizabeth Banks directs those. Does she? Yeah. She's good. I like her. Yeah, she's great. She she she's had a very- Adorable. She had a very stinging attack on that Trump on that DNC. Yeah, bring it back to Trump, didn't you? Just had I'm to just it. saying- You can't help yourself. It's a I thing that you got to do. It's a thing. It's a tick. It's like you're autistic. I can't read what your facial expressions <laughs> are saying to me right now. Because you're autistic. Yeah. Ha no. <laughs> <laughs> ha! Uh, I want to kill myself. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what people want out of Suicide Squad. I don't. It was. I didn't. The only characters I knew were Deadshot, Joker, and Harley. And I only know Deadshot and Joker or Harley from the video games. I never mm-hmm. watched the uh, animated series or any of that. Who does her voice in the video games? She does very well. Mm. She's, it's a, it's she does a, all kinds of voices too. She's she's been doing it since Harley Quinn. You know, Harley Quinn was the only is one of the only characters that was created for a cartoon and then made her way into the main universe. A different person did it back then. Really? Yeah, I think they might have. I don't know. I Mr. J do know because I remember seeing a documentary about voiceover people. Because I like voiceover people for some reason. They're kind of awesome. It, I think it's called uh, I Know That Voice or something. Yeah, it is. I, it was on Netflix for quite a while. Where, oh, where Can is my the Harley be? Quinn voice? There's so many voices in these things. They put them in there by alphabetical order, so it takes a while to get, them, get to them. Kevin Conroy. How about giving it up to old Kevin Conroy? Fucking the best Batman. Mark voice. Hamill. Yeah. Oh, the best Joker, hands down, in anything. So... I haven't seen The Killing Joke. Have you seen Tara that? Strong. Yeah. She does Harley Quinn in the v- video games. Yeah. But in the animated series, you know, Kevin Smith named his daughter Harley Quinn. Yeah. My uh, my friend Andy and Amanda, they named their daughter Leia. Really? Yeah. Having trouble finding. I guess I'll look at Batman the Animated Series. I don't fucking know. It's a great show. Batman the Animated Series. Only ran for three years. It's weird. Yeah, it's one of those. Warner Brothers, they kind of. I think they 
kind of get in and do it and then just get out. You know, it's, it's <laughs> Richard Mole was a, a a voice. Yeah, he played uh, Two Face. Harvey Dent, Bat Computer, Thomas Wayne, Arlene Sorkin was Harley Quinn. Huh. That's because she sounds that other girl sounds exactly like her. She's an expert in mimicry. Mimicry, yeah. And how annoying is that voice? I'm glad Mark Who, Robbie uh, didn't go full. I love Harley. that voice. I think it's fucking amazing. Oh, God. Mr. J. It's just so it's out of it's out of control though. <laughs> in the video game, <laughs> it's out of control. But uh, in, in the movie, man, it's just, she's awesome. And people were complaining about her being a being, doll, being just it. like a jerk off material. Is, is she not allowed to be hot? How, well, first of all, if you're going to cast Margot Robbie, well, are you going to put her in a fucking fat suit and say, don't be hot? I know you can't help it. Even in a fat suit, you'll still be a smoke show, probably. Yeah. What are you going to do? I mean, Jesus Christ. Well, and he, she's the only person. Well, it's just it, it's this hyper feminism thing. It's like the thing with uh, Batman, the killing joke. They're going after it, saying that he's he's a prick to uh, Batgirl and, you know, this and this and this. I'm like, well, let's examine this. The guy is a lunatic. Batman's a lunatic. He's a sociopath with narcissistic tendencies. Uh, who he's Trump. He's I'm the only one that can save these people. But he's bent in the way that it helps people. Yes. And, and so I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing. But he is going to leave people in his wake. That's this way it's going to be. So you know, in the the greater good with fighting crime and destroying all these things. He probably doesn't have a very good track record with women because they're just something to take his to get women weakened legs. Well, no, well, there's that, <laughs> but there's also well, I've got this mission that I have, so they are basically just pin cushions, so I can fucking <laughs> get that, get that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Harley was uh, she was like the best, the strongest character. Her in uh, Deadshot, Will Smith was awesome, and that's good. I'm glad. Um. The the fucking the army dude, flag Rick Flag probably sounds really American. He was actually square jawed. Uh, well, he's supposed to be. Uh, I'm Rick Flag. Well, I don't know who he was. There's Slade who was uh, Deathstroke. I think is his name, and he's he's a badass fucking character. I think they should have put him in it. But um, you know, I, yeah, I don't know what they want either. I mean, I don't I, know what they want. Like, Harley Quinn was awesome. Like people are complaining that she. Her shorts were too short, and shut the, shut the fuck. She up. probably told them, "Hey, make these fucking shorts shorter." I got, I got some some shit work to work with back here. I want the world to see it. Well, and not only that, but you know, the if they want to, if they want fucked on material, all you have to do is watch any five minutes of fucking any Arkham game. She might as well just be blowing people left and right because that's what I mean. Harley Quinn, in a sense, is a fucked doll. Well, just in, a very violent and in canny one. You in know the, what I mean? Uh, in the video games and the. Uh, uh, from what I understand, the animated series, even though I haven't seen it, like the Joker doesn't really give a fuck about Harley Quinn. Oh no, not in one fucking. But in this, you can they they. There's a Bonnie and Clyde vibe, probably. In this, they actually love each other. You can they sort of put that across in the limited time that they were able to. I don't know how I feel about that. That they actually like each other. <laughs> well, it's this what it seems like. It all it also might just be a complete play of uh, the Joker playing her, so he can he needs he needs somebody to keep around. He needs a fucking. Yeah, concubine. Well, but he always goes back to her. Like he's never, he's never been entangled with another. One? I don't know. It's got there's adult some, braces in this one. Lots of weird women out there. <laughs> adult braces. <laughs> Didn't he have like filed teeth? Yeah, he's got. He's all kinds of fucked up. He's awesome. Like in the. Uh, now, how does he? 
compared to Joker's They're past. absolutely completely different. He's not anything like Heath Ledger's Joker. No, he's way more flamboyant and He's more ridiculous. like Jack Nicholson's Joker. Even more so. Like, like the not the further. No one improved Joker products. Yeah. I love that shit. <laughs> he's completely ridiculous. I think I'll go home and watch Batman. He's awesome. He's, <laughs> he's uh, I don't know. Like, the, the he's complaining because they cut out a whole lot of his stuff, but they said it was, it, uh, there was, there was like some shit with the studio. The studio wanted to tell a certain story and the director wanted to tell a certain story and there were two different cuts. They hired the guys that made the trailer that mm-hmm. everybody loved to do a cut of the movie. And then the director did his own cut of the movie. You know, the guy who's in charge of the right, thing right. did his own cut of the movie. And they were battling back and forth until the director sat down with the guys that made his cut and they melded it together. And you can sort of tell. Yeah. There is that. I, I want to, whenever they put out the Blu-rays and stuff, I'd, I would like to see the director's actual cut, what he wanted in the movie. Did you, did you see the director's cut of Batman and Superman? Yeah. How was it? Good, yeah. I, I don't know. Different. I couldn't tell any differences. I've seen the director's cut twice now. Yeah, it's. I understand why people don't like it, but there's so much awesomeness in it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like whenever fucking uh, Wonder Woman shows up as Wonder Woman, they play the Wonder Woman theme song. Yeah, yeah. While she's yeah. standing there. Look, that's that's the way a comic book movie should be. I think. Like, well, I mean, yeah, but again, they're just. I, I just think that uh, you know. Comparing them to Marvel, the the Marvel performances are so strong. You know, it's. I think Affleck is the most Marvel of all the performances. You know just what I'm saying? Giant square jaw. Yeah. Well, I mean, just his his demeanor. Like he he's good at the jokes. He's an actual really good actor. Yes, he's a really good actor. He's like we were talking about. I didn't want to. I didn't want to believe you guys when you said he's the best Batman. I was like, that's fucking. Then you saw. You're like, well, Jesus, there's there's no fucking way he's not. You know, (laughs) he's the best Batman. Yeah, I mean, as much as I like Christian Bale, well, those are Christian Bale's a better Bruce Wayne. I mean, you can go either way with it. I think I don't know. Like, I like the Batman trilogy. That it's those. That's my favorite trilogy of all time. Is it? Yeah. Did you see what everybody? Let's talk about complaining and people bitching. Do you agree with people bitching about Bane and that Tom Hardy didn't get a, did do a good job and shit? He did a great job. He got to 270 fucking, pounds. He was a big massive I don't think guy. he was that big. I don't know. I think he was like, He looked like he was. Yeah, he looked like he, he was, looked on screen against everybody. Else. He looked like his big giant hulking mass. Yeah. Which he was. Like they didn't do the thing where he blows up like in the video games. Yeah, stupid. I mean, yeah. that'd be stupid it's, on a movie. Yeah, big because Nolan doesn't use CGI at all. He doesn't. No, no, he doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't. He'll drown motherfuckers like in the in uh, Inception. Inception. Hey, you guys are swimming today. Get your fucking britches on. The time to go. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great movie. I, 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 the Batman, I don't see anything to complain about. With well, they Bane, were talking about his voice. voice. Yeah. I, no, I That's thought the his voice fault. was cool. I thought it was really cool. I thought it was, I I love that movie, especially when he's, he's such a mind fuck because he's so, especially that first fight they get into. And I felt bad for Batman because Bane just kicked the fucking shit out of him. Like he took his best shots and was not even phased, you know, and that just psychologically worked on the guy. You could tell because here's a guy who beats the shit out of everybody. He can be. He can kick the shit out of ten men, and this one guy <laughs> is taking everything he's got and is not flinching and is still coming at him. That's what 
I love Michael Caine as Alfred in that because he said, "Look at this! Look at his speed, his ferocity. The very, How are you going to fight that?" You know, his eyes I mean? are constantly wet in that third movie. Yeah, he's always about to cry. Yeah, he is. He's a good actor. <laughs> but and I like Jeremy Irons. His Alfred is cool. It's a wartime Alfred. Like it's a well, that's totally the, that's for the it. badass Alfred. Yeah, that's, totally that's, for it. You know. May not may have reservations privately, but does not voice them. Even if he does, it's in a kind of a cutting way. And he says, well, I'm just going to say this and we're just going to get get down and fucking do this. Let's get down and dirty. I'm going to fucking help you do this. I look forward to the Batfleck movie where he directs and writes it. Himself. I think it's going to be fucking awesome. Uh, apparently, Harley Quinn gets his, gets her own standalone. Well, DC's really going for it. Uh, people are already saying they the, do have a new head of DC development or whatever. Yeah. They, they fired whoever it was and they gave it to somebody else who's actually. Well, they need to get rid of Zack Snyder. He should not direct movies anymore. He's a great vision guy, but he shouldn't direct them. Yeah. There's too much at stake. There's so much. It's. And it's all over the place a lot of the time. I can see, I can see the the points that people were making. Yeah, I still had a good time. I mean, whenever he's he's swinging Superman around, it's hilarious and it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's. I loved it. I mean, it's it's. I was ex- expecting more. Not expecting more. I mean, the fight was. Don't get me wrong. That fight was great. But the fight in the Dark Knight Returns, which is what that's based on, mm-hmm. is fucking brutal. I mean, it's just Batman teeing off. Fucking pulling out all the stops, leveling the playing field completely, and beats the fucking shit out of Superman. He did sort of do that. Didn't yeah, he go, did. It didn't go as far. But as I, did, I, did, I think they didn't want to make him seem like a, a weakling. You know, there's, th- there is that aspect of it that Superman is carrying DC. Superman is the most powerful character. That's why they killed him off, essentially, in the Superman in, in, uh, Dawn of Justice, because he's going to come back and save everybody. He's, what they need to do, Start from from base. Give him some pathos, some you know, some some empathy. You know, the fact that he is alone, the fact that he is that. And when he comes back, he's got a family now. You know, the Justice League isn't like the Avengers. The Avengers are like a family, but not if they do it right. Not like the Justice League is in the comic book. The Justice League is really like a family. They bicker, they they argue, but they really have a deep affection and love and respect for each other. You know, even the the two most at odds over their methods, Batman and Superman, you know, they really do care about each other. But it's like you have family members that sometimes you just fucking hate them. But deep down, you know, if anybody, if some idiot were to come up and talk shit with him, you'd be like, hey, that's my fucking brother. You know, it's like that. So they need to get that across. And I think that they will. You know, um, we'll see how it goes. But I think that in these new in the Justice League movie, they will Superman will come back at the end and save them all. And there'll be there'll be some. It has to be something from space. Dark side is who actually is going to be. Dark side is going to come on Earth and start wrecking shop and fucking people up. So I don't know. Dark side. I don't know. Dark side is you know. Have you seen Thanos on the? Uh, yes. Avengers? He is the DC's answer to Thanos. He's actually more terrifying in a lot of ways because he's. I don't know. He actually has. I hope they introduce. He has a son called Orion who's a complete badass. He's a strong Superman, but he can't fly. So it's pussy. So it's well, I, that's great because you, you want, and they got to introduce Martian Manhunter. I mean, that's one character that has to be introduced because he's he's a he's an obscure character, but he's a great character. He has a great story. He can actually help Superman develop his story. Like here, we're two people. We're the last of where we're from. That's a great interplay, and that would be great dialogue. You know, he's trying to talk him out of something. Like Superman's getting ready to lose it or something. He's just like, you know, we're the last of of our kind. 
and this is the place we choose to call our home. This is our home now. So now we have to defend it. See what I'm saying? That would be a great scene. So, yeah, I don't know. Suicide Squad was good enough. I don't. I, I, <laughs> I, I don't. I don't know what people want out of out of a weird. Is that mine? I think it is. Because some didn't bitch. Beep. I didn't beep like that. I thought I turned off that shit, motherfuckers. Um, I don't know. I, I, I I'm not going to go in and, and judge the DC movies because. You know, I'm glad I talked to you guys because I think that if I had gone and been in my mindset that I usually am and seen Batman versus Superman, I would have not liked it. But I went in open. I was like, just show me what you got. And I'm going to judge it by how much fun I had. I had a lot of fun. It was very good. I thought that I thought they developed Superman a lot more in this and that. I thought they made him much more sympathetic. I thought that they, I thought that Henry Cavill did some solid acting work. I thought Diane Lane actually and Amy Adams were the unsung heroes of that movie. They really brought it and they, they, and they were, I think that they might have talked to each other and said, we really have to do this because, <laughs> you know, Henry Cavill, even though he's this chiseled, really great looking guy, I don't know how good of an actor he actually is. He has two know? emotions, sad and sullen. He does. <laughs> I mean, it's, it, it's hard for him to, you know, Christopher Reeve, was great. He's the best Superman because he's he was goofy, and then he could be he could be menacing when he wanted to, kind of. And then he was, you know, I don't know. I'm. He's also dead. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> he's no longer alive. Can't be Superman anymore if you can't breathe. <laughs> it's so fucked up. It's fucked up that for the last fifteen years of his life, Superman had to use a handicap ramp ramp to get into buildings. Wasn't the most tragic thing. Ever. That's pretty fucked up. He's just out riding horses, and he just fell and fell wrong, didn't he? And yeah, I guess I don't know. I didn't. See that's what did. happened. He fell wrong, and he just landed. Is, and is there his... a right way to fall? Well, dude, you can fall off a horse and die. You know, yeah. it's pretty high up. So, what, what a weird thing to happen to Superman. Well, it's <laughs> what like the fuck, man. I know it was. It was I think it's the most bitter irony of the whole thing. <laughs> I was thinking something today. This is completely off subject, but see what you think. We about have this. no subjects here. We okay. don't give a fuck. This you know, the, fun uh, and fucking planet fucking files. <laughs> the thirty for thirties. Did that just die? No. Okay. For some reason, it decided to go to the fucking screensaver. It never. Uh, the thirty for thirty movies. I was watching today. They're having a a, a marathon, I guess, and they showed uh, the eighty five bears, which is a great one, and then they followed that with four falls of buffalo about mm-hmm. how buffalo lost four Super Bowls in a row. They were. That was terrible. I know, but they were arguably the greatest NFL teams of all time. I mean, you had the greatest defensive player of all time. I don't care what anybody says. Bruce Smith. Bruce, Bruce Smith, Smith. Yeah. Bruce Grace Smith is. Yes, definitely. Def- better than, better than Reggie White. Better than Reggie White. Best defensive player. Bruce Smith could have played linebacker. He was that fast. I'm trying to think. They could have moved him into the interior, and he could have played nose guard or defensive tackle. He was a defensive end. You know, and because he was that fast to get around the edge, and he was that fucking strong. I mean, he was. Then Reggie White, you think? Yeah, Reggie White was pretty pretty good. Well, here's here's the one statistic that I think that Bruce Smith beats him better than Brian Bosworth. Shit, <laughs> I saw his though. I like Brian Bosworth. He's a nice guy. I mean, I think that he he was young and he's stupid just, and, and on steroids. He had a that lot look. of steroids. He had that that Schwarzenegger look with the flat top and everything. Yeah. And they're like, Hey, let's put this dumb son of a bitch in movies. And it turns out he's not very good at that. Yeah. Stone cold. Did you see that one? It's fucking awful. <laughs> <laughs> what a piece of garbage. Yeah, no, it's really bad. Lance Henriksen was the, was the main villain. And I like Lance Henriksen and pretty much everything, but in that one, it was a shit baller. Um, <laughs> no, I, 
you know, the uh, I was going to say Bruce Smith. Okay, before I go into my next point, Thurman Thomas. Thurman Thomas was awesome. Jim Kelly, the big Jim arm. Kelly um, could fucking sling a ball. Buddy. Andre Woods. Andre Ware. On, no. no. Wood. Andre Smith, the wide receiver. There was there was Lofton. He played for him. Uh, that's one. and they had a WVU alum, Daryl Talley. Yeah, he was a linebacker. He always wore the Spider Man stuff. On yeah, his, uh, he was tough. He was good. Um, but uh, the only statistic Bruce Smith. I mean uh, Reggie Reggie White was fast and he was strong and he was a, had a great instinct for the for the game. But they called Bruce Smith offside one time because he beat the snap back. <laughs> That's no bullshit. They so slowed it down. He beat the fucking snap. So as soon as the ball moved, he, he was, was gone. I mean, he was. He wasn't really offside. No, <laughs> he just beat the fucking ball back. And they have slowed it down. He was And he did this on Anthony Munoz. Anthony Munoz oh, is the greatest offensive lineman of all he's time. The great, he's he the went, greatest left tackle of all time. Yeah, he went around him, over him, and threw him for four fucking quarters, and embarrassed him. This is the. This is like the week before they played for the Bengals. <laughs> And Bruce Smith made him look dumb. And Bruce Smith, that poor guy, got trapped on the Bengals forever when the Bengals weren't shit. <laughs> they had Icky Woods. They had that spark of Icky Woods for a minute. Icky then- shuffle. <laughs> get some cold cuts. <laughs> Woo! Go get some cold cuts today. <laughs> get the cold cuts. Get the cold cuts. <laughs> that was great. I love that. I love the fact that Icky Woods did that. He's just cool with it. You know, need the money, man. Yeah, they it. weren't getting paid a lot of money back then. That's true. They weren't. They were probably getting a couple hundred thousand a year, which sounds like a lot, but. When you retire at 37. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's, oh, shit. What the fuck am I going to do? Exactly. Um, 37 is very generous, too. More likely 27 or 35. Right. A long career, you'd have been 34. What's the average career of a, of a running back? Two and a half years? Yeah. When do they pay off the... Uh, when do they pay off the... Uh, <laughs> For your uh, pension Three years You think that's by fucking accident No Let's fuck them So we don't have to pay them as much them, You know a lot, Most uh, most people that enter the NFL Are done before their rookie contract's up That's true What's a brutal fucking game A lot of guys are retiring early After the third year Well okay. good for them Done Yeah Cashing out Got 15 million Let's try to make this last till I'm 70 I can be an analyst uh, if, again, I can just live out my days happily Yeah If I spend my money correctly Buy a boat yeah, go on vacation forever. Restaurants. Yeah, a lot, a lot of guys go into restaurants, which is a terrible business to go into. It depends if you run a if you run a good place and it's one and, not a, and not a chain. I'm Spinner. Remember the boxer in uh, uh fucking uh, Death to Smoochie? You ever seen Death to no, Smoochie? No, I haven't. Actually. Oh man, it's great. Robin Williams. Uh, it's a kind of, yeah, he, the kids kids movie guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Robin Williams, uh, Edward Norton. Mm-hmm. It's fucking great. Very dark, they say. Oh yeah. But it's great. It's one of my favorite movies. Somebody direct. I think I can't remember who directed that. Fincher? Did David Fincher? I feel like it's Bobcat Goldthwait, but I know it's not because it seems like a Bobcat Goldthwait movie. And if you haven't watched any of Bobcat Goldthwait's movies, please do yourself a favor. Watch uh, World's Greatest Dad, Windy City, Robin Williams, Windy City Heat, um, God Bless America. uh, One of the it's something about a dog. Girl blows a dog. It's hilarious. Jesus, death to Smoochie. Let's look that up. I want to say it's a David Fincher. Two thousand two. Can't find the direct. Danny DeVito. Danny fucking DeVito he directed, directed one of, that? He directed one of my favorite movies. Two of my favorite movies of all time. It's got Catherine Keener in it too. I like her a lot. She's so hot. Yeah. In that. What else is Danny DeVito motherfucking directed? War of the Roses. 
It's pretty good. And I think he directed Throw Mama from the Train. That's pretty good, too. He's got 24 under his uh, belt here. Let's look at the older ones. Duplex, mm. Death of Smoochie, Matilda, Hoffa, Where the Roses, Throw Mama from the Train. Two of my favorite movies of all time. Erwin! Taxi. He directed three episodes of Taxi. Mm. Louis De Palma. Yeah, Danny DeVito's a bad motherfucker. I like him a lot. Never forget that Danny DeVito's a bad motherfucker. <laughs> 71 years old. They got him listed at five foot tall. Uh, no. no. Four seven. <laughs> Four seven if he's an inch. <laughs> but I was saying the 30 for 30s, okay. Um, if I had money and knew how to direct a movie, which I don't, um, or a, a documentary, I would like to see one about the West Virginia Mountaineers. The winningest 1A football team of all time to have, never, have won. never won a national championship. That would make a great documentary. Think about all the people you could talk to. Major Harris, um, any of the running backs they had, Avon Coburn, uh, Steve Slayton, um, Amos, Amos Zaraway. Uh, you could do... Uh, yeah. Can we get some Reggie Rembert? <laughs> Reggie Rembert. Pat White. You could interview Bobby Bowden. Did Bobby Bowden die? No. Bobby Bowden's still around. No. That would be a great, see, and somebody needs to get on that. Like they need to interview. They need see that. That's a great project because he can be like, people love that kind of stuff. The the almost they almost got there, and they've done it so many times. Almost gotten there, you know, three times. Eighty eight, ninety three, uh, two thousand seven, seven, and uh, oh five. We started the ascent. I think we were like twelve and one in oh five. Yeah, and we just lost to Virginia Tech. Oh six. I think we were nine and three. Something like that. Interview Rodriguez. Go into that whole thing about why that happened, why I left the school. All those things, you know. I know why I left the school. Why? Money. Because I wouldn't give him money. Well, he was getting just a stupid, ridiculous amount of money to go to, to Michigan and fuck their shit up. They didn't give him enough. They didn't give him a chance at Michigan. No. Um, and he wanted to stay. It wasn't really all about money, but it was uh, the uh, athletic director passed along. He was... He was horrible to to deal with apparently, and he just wouldn't wouldn't invest the millions and millions of dollars that they were bringing in. Yeah, to improve anything. That being said, WVU has arguably the greatest uh, strength and conditioning program in the country. They take I know the facility is it was amazing whenever I went there and uh for football camp in 1997. Yeah, so and it's only gotten better. And that's the thing; they take guys who are. Three-star athletes, turn them into not five-star, but solid four-star Sometimes athletes. you get a five, like Pat White. He yep. was a one-star quarterback coming out of... Was he? Yeah. He was not... Everybody was like, you're a cornerback. You're going to play in the defensive backfield. You'll be great. Yeah. No, I want to be a quarterback. You're going to be a shitty quarterback. Have fun in one double-A. And Rodriguez is like, I got this weird offense. <laughs> that I like to run. I've been running with a white guy for three years. <laughs> do you remember Rodriguez's first year? Oh, it was terrible. Poor Brad Lewis trying oh, to 12. run that off. Oh, and 12, wasn't it? No, we were two. Who the fuck did they beat? Rutgers? Yeah. And Temple. Temple. Okay. I think we were two and two and nine or two and eight, two and nine. Maybe three and eight. I think we were three and eight because that's back when we only played 11 games. Right. But uh, Rashid Marshall was going to be a starting quarterback. He got hurt in the early preseason. Yeah. So Brad Lewis was like, he he could chuck it. He had a good arm. He could, he'd throw a good ball. But that's not what Rodriguez did a whole lot of. 
Well, do you think it's just... And then him trying to run that read option, it just, it just was not a thing of beauty for old Brad Lewis. Oh, well, I mean, it's, it's just, not his fault. Well, no. I mean, but it was... Seeing Pat White run was like watching a gazelle, effortless. Just glided through tacklers. I mean, literally just looked like he was stepping stepping. He very around. rarely got hit head on. Straight. No, he didn't because he would step through them. Like, they'd hit him and he'd just turn his shoulders and slip. He very rarely took a hard shot. Dude, he was great. My God. I don't care what anybody says. The 07 team arguably can go down as one of the greatest college football teams of all time. Well, 07, that's when we, that's when Rodriguez left and then Bill Stewart took over yeah. and we beat the Sooners and the, uh, Oh, kick the fucking dog the shit out of Yeah, it was ugly. Let's watch highlights when we get done. <laughs> Let's do that. Um, that's the one where fucking Owen Schmidt hurdled the guy and fucking <laughs> the runaway beer truck. Yeah. <laughs> Owen Schmidt. I forgot to talk about it. He is, that's a story that you can put in that documentary. A, a kid. There, there's a lot of those. Stories. I know that's what I'm saying. That's what makes West Virginia football great. The fact that they take kids who nobody else will take a chance on because they're too worried about their own bullshit. West Virginia's like, yeah, we'll take them and we'll do something with them. Even Don Nealon did that. So, you know, Rodriguez even more. So that's the narrative of the whole thing. West Virginia is a team that takes kind of the misfits, not even misfits, takes kind of the guys who aren't quite, you know, the top. And he and they just turn him into winners, and that's the thing. Until Holgerson got here, and I I don't think there's anything wrong with Holgerson. I think that the fact that we're we playing, get continually worse every year that's pretty bad. Are we getting continually worse every year? Yeah, you have you paid attention in the last four years I or so? Have. I just think it's a harder schedule. I think it's a I think it was an ill conceived move to the Big Twelve. I wanted to believe it could work, but it didn't. It's we we don't fit in the Big Twelve. We, we are we're nobody not, else would take us. So that's so. bullshit. That's another part of the documentary too. Deal with the fact that when we were had to find a conference that the SEC wouldn't take us because it was basically because of our fans. The ACC wouldn't take the us ACC wouldn't take us because of Virginia Tech because play us over exactly and uh, the Big Ten wouldn't take us just because we're a bunch of fucking hillbillies from West Virginia. It is the saga of the team is the same as the saga of the state. We don't belong with anybody. We're not the North. We're not the South. We're fucking West Virginia. So as much as there's that, the title right there, we're fucking West. We're Virginia. fucking West Virginia. I, I was thinking the title could be "How about them ears?" Ooh, that's a good one. You could have uh, Fleming. Uh, what was, what was his first name? Ian Fleming. No, the, the guy who wrote the James Bond movie. No, the, <laughs> the uh, our old play by play guy, Pat Fleming. Don. Don Fleming. Don That's, Fleming. Yeah. I think it's Don. We're going to go Don. Yeah, have was, him. Uh, tonight the Mountaineers will will fly where angels fear to tread. Just whenever we were yeah. playing the fucking uh, Penn State, we hadn't beaten them in like twenty some years. There's so many of those games with West Virginia. I and. Dude, why don't I, I'm going to talk to I'm going to talk to a couple of guys I know who know about film and say, can we put this together? Can we at least? Could I at least write something to a good director and say this is a project that somebody needs to jump on because it's it's got everything you need to make a great documentary. You know, it's got drama, it's got the underdog. We are the perennial underdog, no matter what we do. I mean, I remember people from Oklahoma. You, you could play all the sound bites from the people. So how the hell we're going to get the shit kicked out? Yes. Uh, there was one guy said, West Virginia who? West Virginia who? We're talking about a one-dimensional team. And West Virginia comes and beats the fucking dog shit out of Oklahoma. It was ugly. It's a, uh, With that game, it's a lot like um, it's a lot like a fight, like an MMA fight. Like you got somebody that's really good at one thing and a guy that's well-rounded. But this one person, this guy he's facing is an expert yeah. at this one thing that he does and he will tune you up. Right. 
And that's what everybody that's, expected to happen. That's what we we were the the we might have been a bit one dimensional, but we were so our offensive line was so good in that system, and everybody was little too, you know. Well, they were so fucking strong. You ever see them? How much? The, again, watching them play Alabama, they blew Alabama off the ball every fucking play. Some uh, when they opened the season with them two a years, ago. years ago, yeah, it was. It was a close game, too. Yeah, we had it. We had them. We, we've we had so many teams that are great teams. We've had them. That's what, that's sort of the the uh, Holgerson deal, though. Oh, we have them and can't deliver the knockout punch? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'd rather that than just get the crap beat out of us. We've had plenty of those, too. Well, Kansas State got <sighs> bad. That one was the worst beating I've ever seen West Virginia take. Kansas State could have scored 100 points. Damn near did. Didn't they get 70? It was 73, I think. <laughs> well, remember the Oklahoma, was it Oklahoma State or Texas Tech where it was 77 to 70 or something yeah, like it was, that? Yeah, it was, it was like a fucking NBA game. game. It was awesome. God. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> but I mean, is that not a good idea? It's a, a pretty good idea, yeah. I mean, I, I can't do it because I'm just, I don't know how to do it. I don't have any money. I could do, I could do a startup thing, I guess. You know, put the project and say, here's the project. Just appeal to people in West Virginia. Could we do this? Could we make a documentary about us and about our beloved Mountaineers? We don't have anything else. That's the op- I could do the narration. I'd be like, my dad took me to every t- home game in 88, and he did. I went to every home game Major Harris played in 88, and they never lost. So you got to see every time he touched the ball, I, I was, I've told this story a thousand times. Every time t- Major Harris touched the ball, either throwing it or running it, it's a fucking touchdown. Run it up. Beat the shit out of people. Beat the shit out of Penn State that year. Fucking destroyed them. It's like fifty six to seven or something, and it wasn't that close. And you know, <laughs> and that was the year that Penn State had gone to the Big Ten, or it was the year before. They were like they were they were thinking about we weren't even in a conference at the time. We were in. The I don't East think then. the East was a, a conference. Big East time, was, was a conference then. Well, I'm pretty sure. I don't remember. I was I was but a boy. I I remember, dude, and that's. I just remember my dad freaking a the fuck out every Saturday. <laughs> well, because they won, <laughs> yeah, just yeah. going ape shit. Yeah. What was the way we did stuff? I, I barely remember any of the games. I went back and watched highlights and stuff. But dude, Major Harris was a thing of beauty, and he was so far ahead of his time. Major Harris was Michael Vick before there was a league for Michael Vick. You know, yeah. he was fast. He was strong. He he could sling it and he could run it. And every fucking he was so threatening. And he didn't win the Heisman. And what happened? That goes with the narrative of the movie. We've almost been there so many times. The first play when we're playing Notre Dame breaks his fucking leg. <laughs> no major Harris to win the fucking national championship. West Virginia has been so close because of those little things at least three times. We should have three national championships. Well, last year, our uh, our the best defensive back in the country got hurt in preseason. Yeah. Uh, Carl Joseph. Well, this year, the our best defensive back just had a seasoning injury, ending injury. Is Carl Dray- Joseph, what happened? Drayvon Askew Henry is his name. Yeah. Is he, Carl Joseph not playing anymore? No, he's uh, NFL now. Who's he playing for? I have no earthly clue. He was great. Look, uh, the dude, he would stick a motherfucker. He didn't care. Oh, he was crazy. Haitian, isn't he? Sure. I really think the he filthy is. Haitian. <laughs> I'm uh, player Haitian ing. <laughs> Stretch for that. Is- the reach. I put the pole out there to see what happens. It was all right. <laughs> uh, I've done worse. <laughs> Carl Joseph. Let's see who he plays for now. Derp, derp, derp. I'm gonna talk to James Whittington. The Raiders. I'm gonna talk to James Whittington about that. He was in film school, all kinds of stuff. He's doing something now. I think. He would know how to put that together. He might. 
He might know who to get a hold of and who Absolutely. to contact. And I'm gonna I'm gonna send him a message when this evening when when we get done watching Flair can't keep his alligators down. <laughs> <laughs> really excited about watching some Flair. I am. I haven't watched it in a long time. <laughs> that used to be the thing we did. <laughs> yeah, back whenever I was actually actually unemployed. The reason we started this show is because I was without a job, and and now I work a thousand hours a week. That's a lot. I mean. They send you a time machine so you can yeah. go in those hours. You know? Yeah. That I, truck is a time machine. I paused. I time. saw the flex capacitor. I paused time like uh, Zach Morris. <laughs> <laughs> what a piece of shit show. Uh, shut up. Yeah, you know it was. Um, yeah, I think that's a good idea for I don't understand why there hasn't been one made, honestly. Because it's about West Virginia and who cares? Do we not have any big time filmmakers here? We have lots of famous people and creative people from West Virginia. <laughs> There's, I mean, look at us. Hey, yeah. Hey, they're the best we got to offer. Damn, uh, that sucks. That's, that's, what a bad situation. That's depressing. <laughs> <laughs> I think it is a good idea. I think I'm going to, you know, see about it. And, you know, you, I'm imagining, you know how they do all that, that camera shot, that really good camera shot when they're interviewing somebody. It's like almost a little bit too close and they're talking. Yeah, it's a bit too close. And then they pan back. Yeah. Yeah. That 85 Bears documentary when they're talking to all those guys is one of the greatest things I've ever seen. It, oddly enough, you know who the executive producers were? Peter Bellingsley and Vince Vaughn. Yeah, he does. And he narrates it. Yeah, Vince Vaughn's a Chicago guy. So. Yeah, and they and it is absolutely, they interview Mongo, Mike Singletary. Mongo. Mike, Mike, Mike he's, he's, he's just Mongo he's now? He's sitting in a bar. <laughs> with, his, with the chihuahua. Dude. <laughs> does he still hold up the four? <laughs> I don't care what anybody says. Steve McMichael, did you ever see him play? Did you ever watch video of him play? I'm sure. I've fucking seen. brutal. He was one of the best defensive linemen ever. He was fucking mean. Was him and Dan mother- Hampton. Is he one of those motherfuckers that would just wear a cast on his arm for no reason? Yes. <laughs> I mean, he, like Jack Youngblood, who broke his arm and fucking continued to play with a bro- broken arm. Who was it that uh, broke their finger and just cut it off? Ronnie Lott. <laughs> Ronnie Lott was out of his fucking mind. And they weren't getting paid a lot in the 80s. No, they weren't. <laughs> he wasn't making a shit ton of money. Um, it, no, they were. They interviewed Mongo. They interviewed uh, Mike Singletary. Mike Singletary looks great. He looks like that if he got in the gym for three months, he could go back and play again. He probably could. Like know, a- he's fucking. He's freakish. He's one of those guys and brilliant, fucking brilliant guy. And it's the saddest part of the whole thing. You get to watch these guys because Buddy Ryan had a stroke, and Buddy Ryan was a defensive coordinator and loved a stroke of genius. <laughs> He is one of the best defensive minds. Him and He's Mike got Ditka. two kids that are – two of his sons are top – well, one of them's a head coach somewhere. Rex Ryan? Rex Ryan. He's mm-hmm. a head coach somewhere. And his the, his twin brother is defensive coordinator, I think, in Dallas probably. I don't know. Yeah, and they're – you know, have their dads. But he's – he was his off – what was his defense? The fucking the, – the, the nickel or – It was like the 48 or something. <laughs> they talk about it in the movie Like it was like It's very aggressive Like they would A lot of stunts A lot of you know Especially with Singletary Would you know Dude when he'd do that thing Where he'd swim his arms Back and forth Being a running back I'd be like Oh fuck This guy's gonna fucking kill me You know what I mean If I get past Mongo If I get past Dan Hampton <laughs> Richard Dent Any of these guys Can fucking kill me yeah, That was That's a fucking murderer's row I remember they were the They were the motherfuckers To use in Tecmo Bowl yeah, that's how they, I judge everything. They, people would fly off of them when they're fucking. <laughs> they're like the Bo Jackson of defenses. Yeah, if you use the the Giants, you could block every kick with uh, 
Lawrence Taylor. Oh, really? Yeah. That's awesome. So coked up on that game. Yeah. <laughs> Woo! He just turned around his eyes were this big. Um, we didn't have that detail. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the, the saddest part is at the end, uh, Buddy had written a, a letter to all the defensive guys, and they have to read it. And all these fucking warriors, these guys are fucking warriors. I mean, in a time when the league, you could kill each other. You know what I mean? And it showed Dan Hampton one time, his fingers were broken, he's bleeding, and he's smoking a fucking cigar, pouring blood down his arm after a game. Doesn't fucking care. Those guys. <laughs> you know, and they're sitting there, and Michael Sing- Mike Singletary is like, I can't read that. And he starts to cry. And I cried. Because I felt so bad for him. And it was amazing to see this fucking, one of the toughest men I've ever seen, watching him play when I'm a kid, break down in fucking tears because of something. That shows you, man, that it's just, they're just human beings, but they're just so much more blessed than than us in every conceivable way. I can lift weights for the rest of my life, and I can be strong. I can be good at that. But then being athletic enough to. Exactly. See, that's different. <laughs> being a freak of nature. It's, it's like when Brock Lesnar was playing. Brock Lesnar, I, I know we talked about this. I know he did pretty good. He did okay, but it was. He but he's not a, he's NFL. not an NFL play, football player. Well, he'd never played football before at all. Well, that's fair. If he'd grown up playing football. That's different. Okay. I understand. It might be a different thing, but. Well, it's like this. Okay. There was a world's strongest man I remember seeing, and there was a, uh, a guy in play. Mark the, Henry. The world's strongest. <laughs> well, he actually <laughs> sexual chocolate, <laughs> chocolate thunder. Um, he, but there's a guy, Gary Taylor. Gary Taylor is this one of these Brit guys who looks like he was stepped off of a fucking battlefield, you know, around the time where the Romans tried to invade England and couldn't get past them. You know what I mean? Fucking mountainous. He's only about this tall and he's this fucking wide. One of the strongest human beings I've ever seen in my life. But they were having this thing where they had to sumo wrestle. Uh, another guy. And the guy he had to sumo wrestle was this guy, Joe Anasai. Joe Anasai played in the NFL. He was tough. He was a pretty good NFL player. Not an all pro, but solid. And, um, but anyway, Gary Taylor was sweeping every event. He was smoking Joe Anasai and everything. Joe Anasai handed him his ass in that fucking sumo thing yeah. because he just used the NFL football thing and blew him off his that's, fucking feet. That's really a lot of what an offensive line is, is, uh, Explosiveness, yeah, and explosiveness, and just make Gary Taylor look dumb. I mean, just boom, and he hit his back. I was just like, dude, in that thing, that's specificity of training. That's also being trained and born to do something. Joe Onasai was born to play football, and Brock Lesnar, I don't think, was born to play football. He was born to fight, really born to fight, born to fight, born to be a wrestler. But in that, in that thing. Football, he didn't have anything for those guys. Like, uh, Sue would fucking kill him. Duncan Sue? Yes. He probably would actually kill him in a, well, in, in a fight, though. I mean, he, it would, it'd be hard to tell. No. You think Sue would kill Brock Lesnar? In a real fight? In a fight? No, 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 no. Okay, that's what I was going to say. No, no. He, uh, Lesnar would kill him in that. Le, yeah, in that, because that's what he does, or used to do. And but in that do again particular sometime. discipline... Sue would murder him. Oh yeah, he would. Be, he would. He'd pick him up and slam him on his be, fucking he head. He wouldn't be able know? to block him. He wouldn't. No, yeah. I mean, and that's the thing. That's why I love those sports. And again, I see. You know, I, I, I'm really into powerlifting. I've gotten so into it. I see all these people who are good at it. And I'm sitting there thinking, why aren't these people? Couldn't they do other things? Like no, in NFL football, they would get killed. As strong as they are, they would get fucking. It's killed. a different. It's a type different of thing. strength. Yeah. It's a different movement. The whole thing is just completely different. Right. I know because I'm I'm an NFL football player in my spare time. I mean, I've seen you. <laughs> seen you high five and yeah. fingers taped up. <laughs> I used to I used to tape up my hands like a boxer. Did you? Yeah, because I would I was punching people. <laughs> That's how I would 
punch him in the chest like whenever we'd come off the line. I would take, I'd just take the risk because I thought it looked cool. I also used the head slap until I got, that was a good one. I, I got warned seven times in one yeah. game. <laughs> I mean, you're going you're gonna to keep warning me you're not going to throw the flag. I mean, and then finally it's like, this is the last one. Seriously. <laughs> This guy's like half your size. Why are you <laughs> slapping him? <laughs> Just pick him up and move him out of your way. Why are you? Ha- I was like, it's fun, dude. He's like, I know, dude, but. Seriously. That's the ref talking to you. Like, come on, man. <laughs> and it's fun watching you. <laughs> but you got to. I'm having a great time. But, <laughs> but I got a job to do here. I mean, <laughs> seriously, they can see that in the stands. They can hear it. They can hear the, the hand hitting. <laughs> I so wanted, I did it. I, I did so wanted so to be good much. at football. And I was. Good. I was okay. I but mean, not I'm, great. I mean, I was obviously not good enough to play. I was good enough that small colleges looked at me. Yeah, but got, not any better than I got that. sniffs. I got invited to go to, the, I think everybody gets invited to go to the WU football camp just so I you can pay the $150. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> so they can make money and then, and then they can pick and choose who they want to invite to walk on. Right. No, 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 no. They didn't invite me to walk on. I felt small there. I'm sure you did because. <laughs> and I was 300 pounds. That's the thing. You're a big fucking dude, man. You're a really big guy. And I'm muscular, but I'm not tall. So it's, that's like a different thing. You know, I hate being in a room with enormous guys because I'm like, Jesus Christ, these guys are fucking huge. And I feel so average. You know, no, I'm six two, and I was like, "Well, I'm, that's what I'm saying." I'm a child, you here. It, around here, you're a massive guy. Up there, it was weird, and I was like the only white guy. Really? No, there's plenty. <laughs> it's just, I mean, it's a lineman camp, a lot of linemen. Well, and it white, was it was so. the full camp. Uh, there was they had all the different pos- oh, positions I, there. I thought it was just a lineman camp. No, it was all the different positions. Mm-hmm. Fucking Coach Kralavich, he was the line coach there forever until like three years ago. Yeah, he's. A tough son of smoking a cigar out in the middle. Oh, of see, that's field. fucking awesome. Scream, Get your fat ass up off the fucking ground and block that son of a bitch. We're not even wearing pads. Like we, you don't even need to be wearing fucking pads. <laughs> so, okay. Maybe I'm not cut out for this. <laughs> <laughs> I did learn a lot, though, as far as learning stuff we'll see, that I'll never use again after my senior year of football. But that's <laughs> the thing. You knew that, and your dad, you know, was into your football career and stuff, and I'm not going to. Go into that. I mean, that's not for, but I'm saying I didn't know how to play the game. I would just went out there and thought I was supposed to hit somebody. You know what I mean? It, I just, sometimes it's better that way. It, no, because I, I like, instead of, especially when I played defense, I was worried about point of contact with this guy. You don't have to hit that guy. You just go around him. You know what I mean? Like, it's better for you to not hit the guy you're in front of. If you can do just the rip thing and just pull him out of your way and go, I thought I had to hit him when I, you know, when the ball was snapped, you don't have to hit them. Well, if you're on, if you're a lineman, what you, what I always wanted to do, and I ought to always did because I was so big compared to all of the people who were playing, was take up as many blockers as possible so the linebackers could get to them. Yeah. So that's, I was, I was getting double, tripled. People were jumping at my legs and high cross body in me mm. and trying to hit me with stone cold stunners and shit. <laughs> <laughs> I started actually wearing gloves yeah. because I missed so many tackles because I would reach out and almost separate my shoulder. I'd grab a guy's jersey yeah. and almost separate my shoulder trying to hold on to him and yeah. I would lose grip. So I started wearing gloves uh, with with this the like tacky the, stuff. I didn't have I didn't put anything on them, but they were just rubber gloves mm-hmm. and they would get stickier as the game went on because you're in the dirt and everything. Right. And whenever I was getting blocked by 19 different guys, I would just reach out my because I've got real stupid long arms. I'd reach out my stupid long arm and grab them and I'm ripping their fucking jersey off and. 
And finally, the linebackers can get to him, and I get credit for one-third of a tackle. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's basically all I did. I never got any sacks in high school or anything. Nobody threw the ball anyway, but well, I, I, I got think pressure. I got a couple. I mean, I was a better offensive lineman than I was defense. I mean, I, I was actually – that's one thing I can say. Like, looking back on it and not – being interested in any kind of macho thing anymore. And I don't give a fuck. I was, I was a good football player, but I was not great. But that's one thing I can say is that I was a good center because I was smart. I knew I could see things developing and I could like Mount Hope would do a lot of doubling down. Mm-hmm. And the, my proudest moment, other than that, I had a guy in front of me who was an all state. He was first team all state and I handed him his ass for four quarters. I fucked him up. You got that low center of gravity. You're, you're like a perfect build for a center, actually. And I was tough, and I was mean, and I was good at it. And him, and there was another kid from Fayetteville, and this kid from Fayetteville gave me fits, and he was also first-team All-State. And he got a couple tackles on me, but I really figured him out and was able to you know, do that. So that's not – it wasn't just brawn and trying to do that. It was thinking. But anyway, <laughs> my buddy was long-snapping. And I saw this. He was talking shit. Well, he's getting ready to log snap. And we had actually, Mount Hope was good. And we actually drove down the field on him. No problem. Went right in. Um, and he had run the touchdown in. So he's talking shit to the guy in front of him. And the guy behind him hurt him. So I, I knew he was going to stunt over. So I was just like, Rob, shut the fuck up. He's, gonna, <laughs> he's just snapping. You're making it worse on me, man. <laughs> so he snaps it, and I just, I kind of let that guy go and just blasted the shit out of this guy. You know what I mean? Because they were going to pull a stunt, and I got both of them. So that was, you know, a good moment because that was when I used my head. I knew what was going to happen. But other than that, man, dude, we got blown out almost every game. We just, we just at that school, our, our, and it wasn't the coach's fault necessarily. They were dealing with kids who really didn't know anything about football. I mean, we did, but we weren't in a system like they had at like Fayetteville, where they start them young and they build them up. And they're willing to. I remember we used to pound fucking Fayetteville in high in middle school, beat the fucking shit out of them. But they were part of the coaching staff with the high school. They said we don't give a fuck if they win. We don't give a. We don't care if you we win. Want them to learn. Teach them the game. That way, when we get to high school, where it really counts. We can win. And what happens? They always is, won. All you got to do is brush up and uh, and sharpen everything. Really. Exactly. And get and keep them Did in the Did you guys even have a weight room? Not really. We had one, but it was filled with shit that didn't work. And it was, we were, <laughs> I mean, it was it was a sad state of affairs because we, uh, Golly Bridge in the 60s and the 70s were a powerhouse. They used to fuck people up. When my grandpa coached them, they used to beat, they were a double A school and used to beat triple A schools routinely. So they were so good that some AAA schools wouldn't even play them. Like we're not playing Golly Bridge. They'll knock us out of the fucking playoffs because we're going to lose. They were they played. Uh, Charleston Catholic had a storied high school program. They came up there to Golly Bridge. Golly Bridge beat them so fucking bad that they had to put guards at quarterback and tackles at tailback to keep the score down. I mean that's how bad it was because that's how good Golly Bridge was. But they had truly visionary coaches. My grandfather. He had college coaches come in studying his offense. It was a run and shoot is what he was running. And that was back in the fucking 60s. 
And he had coaches. That's no bullshit. There were coaches came from Penn State. There was coaches came from Virginia Tech. There were coaches c- came from everywhere. Was, that's that, when nobody in in high school threw the ball. Exactly. But golly, we the wing tee. Well, but yeah, power football, and it was power football at the same time because they still had the athletes. Golly, Bridge had athletes. They just come up. Fuck Bobby Ayersman and Bobby Ayersman was all American in two sports. You know, and then you had. You know, you had a basketball team that was the lone team to beat Jerry West his senior year. That's Golly Bridge. That's part and parcel. That's why it's so sad that that school sits up there empty. And that school down the road, who, don't get me wrong, it's not a bad school. It's going to be empty soon. They're closing it? Mm, I'd say in the next 10 years or so, it's gone. I, I, I hope not. I, I know that my my friend is working really hard with that football team. It's really done a lot. Like They're they, building the field right now. I know. And I think kickoff's... Next week, two weeks. Oh, yeah, and that's a great thing. And he's also got the kids believing. Like they, they really work out hard. And they're a small. Now they're a small single A school, and they're one of those small single A schools that we always talked about that would come out and knock your dick in the dirt. Like Van. Like Van was so physical. And I remember Webster. Like everybody was tiny, but they were all fucking tough as shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And they didn't give a fuck. It was it was the. Like every like the fuck their linemen were one hundred and forty five pounds. I was like, well, Jesus fuck! But they they gave it their all, over. yeah. And I did mow over them. <laughs> with I'm sure you did. Reckless abandon. <laughs> but they but they, you respect. But them. they got right back up and they're like, fuck you, fat boy. I was like, hey, <laughs> I'm Samoan, <laughs> white Samoan. <laughs> no, of like the schools we played, like were like the murderers row of single A tough football teams, Van Hamlin. You know, these schools that were going to be closed and they were facing consolidation down Marsh Fork. These are all, you know, and they were all tough and they were good football teams. They just didn't have a lot of kids going to the school and we had to play them and they would beat the shit out of us. <laughs> but that's one thing. Uh, there were a couple of years where we were in every game. We were like, that sucks, dude. That was uh, my senior we didn't year. get we didn't get blown out like the entire year, but we lost almost every game. We played Marsh Fork and had them down 28 nothing. They came back and beat us, and that was one of the best football games. If I had been sitting and watching that football game, I would have been cheering for both sides because it was a clinic of just grinding it out small school football. But, but since I was had, had to watch them come back and beat us, it was a heartbreaker, you know. So, And they were tough. The Marsh Fork kids were tough. That was good. That was, that was a lot what my senior year was like. We, I think we were 2-8. and eight. And you were in every game. Yeah, every it was 10, 10 points within ten points every game. And, and you guys play a fucking again. You, I, I love that 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 saying murderers row. You guys played a murderers row that, schedule. Wasn't that tough? Is we were triple A. We're triple A, but we played double A schedule. Oh, did just you? for just because that's who's close, All right? And fucking Richwood, they were always just brutal beasts. Were they? Yeah, man. Is well, first of all, they hated us because they thought we were all rich kids. They had no idea that I. Bust forty miles to go to Nichols County. Fucking Dixie. I got up at four thirty in the morning to fucking go to, go to Nichols County High School. They didn't know that. They just thought I was a rich kid from Summersville, right? And dude, well, man. that's an effective tool, class warfare. Yeah, I mean, that's one of the greatest speeches you ever seen. Everybody's all American. Yeah, that that Craig T. Nelson speech where they're going out and playing uh, Walnut Heights. That 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 team that they. Their Ampipe is the name of their school. Craig T. Nelson was born to play a football He coach. fucking was. And that is a great fucking movie. And Aiden Fox and Coach. Yeah. yeah. That was, dude, that was. <laughs> don't you love that movie? That's that's like watching a West Virginia football movie. It's been a long time since I've seen it. Because they, they actually mention West Virginia in it. Like a couple of times. Like the girl. Isn't Tom Cruise in that? Yes, he is. And it plays. It's a Pennsylvania steel town. And it's really close to West Virginia border. It's probably near Weirton. 
Yeah, I, I think actually they shot in West Virginia a lot of it. Lucille Ball produced that movie, and that was a labor of love for her. And she was Is she from Pennsylvania. I don't know where she's from, but I, she just fell in love with the area. She fell in love with the people, you know. And I, I, the people are easy. The to people love. are garbage. No, I think the people. Our people are garbage. No, I hate. As it, much buddy. as I talk shit, <laughs> I the people are easy to love because we have so many good things about them. Well, I mean, just look about look whenever the flood happened. We helped each other. Yeah, there's everybody's out with their chainsaws cutting trees out of the road, fucking cutting culverts in beside the road to yeah. get the water going out. Yeah, I mean. Again, as angry as I get, and it's like family, like West Virginia, as angry as I get Somebody with people else says area, something. yeah, fuck you, man. <laughs> but I can say all the shit I want because I live here, you know. But that is one thing about us is the hospitality, the sense of togetherness, the fact that uh, we are bootstraps people. We always have been. We always have to be because we've been victimized by so many outside powers. Wait till they bring, wait till Trump gets in and brings the coal mines back, dad. Everything's going to be all right. <laughs> That's a thing. Another victimization and i have and i hate to admit it i hate to admit it but this is uh, actual reality time was used by john f kennedy john f kennedy used west virginia to get into the fucking white house and what did he do for us he really didn't do much i mean he did enough to deliver on his promises but the sun doesn't always shine in west virginia but the people always do (sighs) i salute your vega <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think we've done enough damage. Uh, we, it's a pretty good one. We uh, we talked a lot and said some things about some stuff. Bloviated, bloviated. We um, talked about movies, football. We um, got a potential documentary thing going. on We open uh, with uh, Missouri. We two, do in two weeks an SEC. Yeah, at Milan Puskar Stadium at Mountaineer Field. Nice. If we can win that one, that will set the tone. That's what you got to do. You got to come out and set the tone. You got to set that tone. <laughs> um, back whenever everybody used to come to my house to watch football on Saturdays, me and Higgins and Matt Shelton would, would we would just we'd be drunk already before the game started. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, see what we want to do is if we're kicking off, we want to do a surprise onside kick, very first kickoff game. Because what you want to do is you want to set the tone. <laughs> I saw Shelton the other day, and I wanted to say something. On the, if it, I hope he hears this, um, maybe not. But he doesn't listen anymore. Does he not? He got tired of you. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's bullshit. <laughs> I think he still listens. I don't know. No, he. Uh, I saw him at Walmart, and I was trying to figure out a thing to patch my phone into my TV. And he took time out of his shopping to come over and try to help me. You know, and that was very nice. He's not a handsome man. He's not a smart man. He's not <laughs> an intelligent man. He's. <laughs> he's there's so many things he isn't. But what he is is he's a good man. <laughs> <laughs> That's the backhandiest of backhandless compliments. Uh, what should we go out on? Um, let's do another Weezer. Weezer? Ooh. Do you have uh, Pinkerton on there? I can get something. I have Pinkerton. Let me see if I can figure out a good one from Pinkerton to play. Suzanne, you're all that I wanted from a girl. Taking a while for this to load up. Huzzah. There it is. Uh. Yeah, I hope everybody's enjoyed this episode of uh, the Fun Employment Files. I hope you all go fuck yourselves. Then uh, here's a little something. You shut up. You shut up, Mackie, and you shut up now. It's a little bit late in the episode for you to chime in, <laughs> son of a bitch. Uh, let's go with, is it El Scorcho? Is it? Island in the Sun. No, that's not on Pinkerton. 
That's one. Which one? Um, that That's one. Green Album. That's right. Let's go with Good Life. Okay. We'll go with the Good Life. Anyway, this is Weezer, The Good Life. Thanks for listening. Um, and uh, eat a fat uh, cock there. Nobody but me and I